Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I'm your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Chris Pine Snake. That is a one-gunner Kennedy. So, gents... It's uh, we're in May and, and June is, is is moving very quickly towards us, which normally around this time of year is when a lot of American kids would be graduating high school, um, and that's not going to happen this year. Especially, well, essentially in New York, I, I, I don't know what states are wholly on hope to to open for a month, but I'm pretty pretty sure that there's not going to be any graduation for uh, for the class high school class of 2020 really anywhere in the country uh if anybody weren't if you guys heard they, any different weren't they like talking basically they're they're kind of it's kind of iffy if they're counting this year as actual credit anyways no that's something uh, i'm concerned about too jesus really i hadn't heard because about this because i mean how do they like there's isn't there certain standardized testing that has to occur still how yeah, do you? Like there's a whole thing like. How do you complete some of these SATs courses this year or something else too? Actually, uh, as I pull up things real quick, but yeah, because like they were they're even like bailing on the SATs this year. You mentioned you that kid people. that like that was like he was gonna turn his grades around the set like that that final that final semester of high school. I call it a semester, but he was gonna turn it around like that final semester. Got, but then he never yeah, went he, back, he, he so a, he failed. He got his shit together, and then uh, yep. Yeah. I mean, I assume they're still doing a lot of coursework. I mean, my children are doing coursework, but their coursework is screwed up. Like, it's not yeah. even real. It's just like made up stuff because the school was not prepared to teach from home or teach well, and, people at home. And that's the same thing where you get uh, in, in local concerns. It's where you get Cuomo trying to bring the Gates Foundation and to revamp New York's education system, right? That was that was part of that whole discussion of but I remember hearing that I remember hearing that Cuomo said like well I don't know why we don't do more online coursework and stuff like that. Like like that pissed off was so many of, people. Yeah, no shit. Yes. You know this. Um it's absolutely I I can't believe that it's that it's more effective than being in a classroom focusing on a teacher um without any type of you know creature comforts around you to distract you. A but B the the fucking and maybe oh. it's in Texas, so it's a little bit different. But like the 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 work that like the kids with developmental disabilities needs, it's like non fucking mm -hmm. existent. It's you try well, to do that shit over the internet, it's a fucking joke. I mean, do you, I don't know if Trace has been. I, I I'm sure that you probably weren't Wade. I don't know if Trace was has been in the loop in any of those conversations. But did you are you aware of what they've done in Madison and in Oneida County? As far as that goes, as far as people, kids with develop, developmental disabilities, yes, or no, what they basically outsourced all of it to VVS. So you remember, so like in mean? the morning when we were in high school, when the the kids that would go to BOCES for half the day would go off there. Yeah, that's also around. there was also I think sometimes summer school was held there. Yes, yes. I believe it was. Yeah, because they just had a larger capacity. So what are they doing? They're utilizing it because it's a bigger it's a bigger school locally. So they're just they're just distancing them there. What are they doing? No. So what what basically because what they're what they what has happened 
is that the uh, special needs, or you know, the what they call, actually they, they refer to it as the alternative resource programs. Those students were affecting the testing averages for their original area schools. So they, they consolidated them all and sent them to basically uh, like a, a day prison over in VVS. And as bad as the teacher ratios are in the normal schools, you have like 50 students to one AR, like alternative resources. You're talking about before and the coronavirus. Really before the coronavirus. You're talking so about I'm before saying, the like, coronavirus. This, this okay. can only... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm not not right now, but yes, like that. That it was, it was really bad before so, this started. Politico.com pretty much says that each state has to handle it. Like you know, they have to figure out a plan and handle it. Some of them like are just planning on forcing kids to complete their coursework after their final semester has completed, which would suck. And of course, there's there's not going to be what most people would consider a graduation ceremony, which I, Wade said before the, before we started recording, he's like, well, that wasn't really the most memorable part. And I agree. The ceremony wasn't really that memorable for us, but it is like a, it is like that, that cliche photo op, right? Where you have your, um, um, whatever that hat is called. What's that hat called? A cap scholars a cap. cap or something. Yeah. With a little tassel hanging off of it that you'd like hang from your rear view mirror for the next six years and it slowly starts to get spun bleached. I'm just describing what happened to mine. But um but also all the parties, right? Because like I I remember getting sent off to college with a few thousand dollars thanks to um yeah. you know, inviting some people to a uh to a graduation party that I had never met or they were like a distant relative that, you know, you just do, you just invite, you invite everybody that, you know, it's like a wedding. It's like, we'll feed you. It's, Hopefully it's, you throw us a couple of bucks and then I'm going to do something with that money. It's, it, it's, it's like a bar mitzvah slash baby shower for the prospect of you having a, a <laughs> successful future. <laughs> it's a college baby shower. Little did they know. Everything we did, everything, everything that made you successful, you didn't learn in college. But can you imagine like employers hiring people or even colleges in the selection process, right? Like it's, it's got to be odd to, to have to, I mean, I guess you have the, the, the student's entire track record in school, but um, it's, it, this completely screws up this year for them, like forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how do you yeah. how do you accurately tell somebody what your high school GPA was if you don't if you, your final semester was graded completely different than the rest of your high school? I'll be um, honest with you. I, I wonder if it just it's like listen, we're going off your body of work, and that's just how it's going to have to you're just going to have to roll with that. Like everybody gets the wild card. Yeah, I guess like it's just like I guess honestly, and honestly, this is probably not a bad way to do it. Like. Do you want to fucking let some kid into your school who, I mean, because I'm one of those kids who like fucked off for most of his, you know, high school career, but like scored a pretty good score on the SATs on one fucking test? Like that's the type of student you want? Or do you want a student that, you know, pulled decent grades throughout and maybe didn't do a great on the SAT, but like, you know, really worked hard like in their academic uh, career? 
Yeah. I mean, because that's the real world. Like, then, that like, is absolutely the real world. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, I, I was seeing some posters, you know, because there's these graduates, and, of course, the best they can do, their families will, like, decorate their house, mm. right? And you drive by, and it's, like, you know, sending them off to Syracuse or something. And it makes me wonder, I'm like, do you get to go? Or do you have to wait? Like, when do you go? Like, when do you actually get to get to go? Is are the campuses locked down? Locked down for? I'm sorry, Trace. I, I'm. I guess I'm. Like, are college are the college dorms locked down? Like, oh what yeah, are yeah. Doing? No one is yes. allowed to come no. on college campuses. Uh, my, my actually, yeah. So like, kind of like my mother just finished out the the last of the year here for her uh, instruction at the. Uh, what is it like? She well, she was a nursing instructor at Mooresville. She actually this this was her last year. Like mm-hmm. she retired right on the prospect of this whole fucking thing going sideways. Yeesh. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, hey, my state. You know, it's a state retirement. So it's just so are the are the college like, kids still uh, living in their dorms? They're just no, not no, 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 no. They, they got kicked off campus. They all got kicked off campus. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Correct. So that's like another thing, right? Like I don't know if we want to roll to it art yet. We could definitely continue to talk about graduation but oh, right I mean, it's it. like there i mean like so mooresville mooresville like had to they were the last thing that my mother was working on at least like from administration side is mooresville is working out like when they start the summer and fall semesters they have to be able to do it completely remotely yeah but yeah. They, so this is the problem though the problem is like you have a lot of students that are paying yeah yeah, you know, for Harvard or Yale well, or whatever, and they were like, uh, "Why don't I just fucking go to Phoenix Online? Phoenix yeah. University Online? Like, why the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I'm supposed to be paying for the experience, well, for the tuition, mm-hmm. not just for the tuition, but for the board and the room and stuff. And it's like a lot of these mm-hmm. kids who are also starting their second semester and never got a chance to start it or got sent home early." And they're like, yeah, yeah. You can re- refund me that fucking <laughs> at least the room and board back. And they wouldn't. It, oh, wouldn't it be even better if they just dumped food? They just walk into the yes. dorm room and it's stacked from from floor to ceiling with like ramen noodles and fucking Easy Mac. <laughs> no, because they get fucking like sued. <laughs> oh, oh god! It's, it's weird thing where you know it's colleges are have turned to like online universities and yeah. I don't if, if I was paying for it, I'd be pissed off too. I'd be like, yeah. I didn't pay to go to fucking online to school online. And colleges well, and- I feel are more prepared for this. Yeah. They're more prepared for at least the home learning because they have the infrastructure to support it. But more importantly, and this is something that I've really noticed, you're dealing with adults. Well, you, you say that. So there's one caveat. I'm not here. saying they act like it. No, no, but no, no. By no, definition, no, 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 no. they are adults. You're saying you're, you're saying that they're they're ready they're ready for more home learning. You know, like they're no, more no. I'm saying the, the, that they have to, right? They're responsible to, right? Whereas when you have children, like the children, the children, it's like, yeah, we're gonna <sighs> pretend like it's school at home, except. None of the school atmosphere is going to be there at all. Oh, and by the way, mom and dad are still going to keep working. Well, so so there's there's one there's one important there's one important kind of elephant in the room with a lot of these discussions. And it goes kind of hand in hand with the period of increased xenophobia that has been seizing most of the federal and government and some of the states. Most of these colleges are subsidized 
by foreign students because they pay the foreign tuition rate. Mm-hmm. And they have to be in school to retain their visas. And basically, it ter- when these colleges close, they just right. turn out. Because actually, this is one of the big things right now is that the, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, like a, there's a class action lawsuit brewing for uh, the uh, Savannah College of Art and Design because the students basically saying, okay, I have to pay like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 a year. I can't live on campus. I have to, you know, you, I have to stay in school. I have to, st- I have to stay registered and attending these like B- BS classes that you're doing because you're not even getting a professor to teach stuff. You're just posting a PowerPoint presentation online and telling us to go. But you're basically you're paying you're paying a rental fee to right. be trapped in the United States, and there's not any guarantee that like at least with the way things are going now that you're going to be able to ever get back in if you let it lapse at this point because yeah, yeah. that whole situation is effed up. You know, it's it's funny that you say that because it reminds me, and this is a very personal story, but my brother had applied to uh, West Point, and then he found out like. Like right before he was accepted, he he decided that he was going to make a choice, and um, and I think he went to France after a senior year in high school. And when he got back, he reapplied to West Point, and they said no. Like they had accepted him, but it's like no, that's the option that you get. You get right out of yeah. high school or none at all. <laughs> that's how we. Well, do it's it. a little bit. It's a little bit different. It's a military. Uh, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a military well, academy. It is, but but it, the the stigma still lasts, right? There's a certain form of recruitment that occurs between colleges and high schools, and these graduates are like, they're like the black sheep of the graduates, right? This is the year where people people didn't finish their senior year, they didn't have a graduation, they didn't have a graduation party, and it's uncertain of whether or not they're actually going to be going physically going to their college. And I uh, not, to too, not to be and not to be too morbid in your particular circumstance, but uh, we got to see how many how much of the West Point graduating class this year is wiped out because they had to all show up on site and hang out with each other to make Donald Trump feel better about himself <laughs> because they they forced them to have their graduation ceremony. Oh, they brought them I, all back. I uh, that being said, though this I'm trying to see some silver lining here. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been fucking depressing lately, but uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna keep we're gonna keep bringing you down, Wade. You fight. I know us. that's fine. That being said, though, They're this gonna- does kind of bring a certain aspect to higher quote unquote academia. It's it's like now the now I mean they run it like biz, big business. They claim they're they nonprofits do. or whatever, but it's fucking it's a it's big business. But that being yeah. said, you are the customer as a student. And you absolutely have the right to question the quality and the value of the product mm-hmm. that you're getting. Well, so and honestly, like this kind of <laughs> it's an area where kids like yes oh, and no that. though. Yes and no though. I mean, it it, it gets odd, right? Because like it, some of our episodes, we 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 all sit around and we talk about whether or not student loans should be forgiven, right? Mm-hmm. And we we kind of like we kind of attack the system about you know how much they charge and and then the the, the loans and then the, the the cost of tuition, and it's like well you know should we just have a free education? And there's a lot of states have some type of program that tries to subsidize the cost of education to bring it down or make it free. But it kind of puts you into this this. It's like well, is it really like 
do we really get to decide, right? And if it's if it's provided by the state, you're kind of stuck with whatever they provide. Now, on a previous episode, we were talking about the, this idea that that the schools are still providing children with lunches, even though the children can't go to school, right? Mm-hmm. And sure. y- you remember my stance on this, right? Well, in yeah. some strange twist of fate, <laughs> this is so fucked up. In some strange twist of fate, some people who work at the school reached out to some friends of ours and they said, we're throwing away food. We need people to come pick it up. And this is something I hadn't even thought of, but the schools are still receiving their standard shipments of food, even though no one's going and eating it. And I didn't know that this was occurring. So I've kind of like, I've kind of changed my perspective on this. I'm like, well, maybe the schools feeding children is more of a get it the fuck out of my building thing, right? It's going to just sit here and rot. Yeah, we're trapped with it. They're 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 going to lose it if they don't. Well, if they don't get rid of it. I mean, like you have you have the you have the flip side of this, which you end up with the Disney World scenario, where the entire park has been overtaken with rats at the moment because without the lack of people. And all the stuff they had to leave there, mm-hmm. it's just like New- it's like New York City in peak oh. splinter family reunion territory. Like now, do you think that there's do you think there's mice there too? Well, at the schools, not at, at Disney. Just like it, it, I think. Well, yes, actually, iron- ironically, Mickey, Mickey's family is being fe- uh, yeah. feasted upon by hordes of uh, feral rat. Feral <laughs> yeah, rat. it's just it's just Mickey taking the bitch over. He's like, just yeah. my Disney. <laughs> You're profiting off of my name. We're taking this back. It's like fucking Lord Humongous. Mickey missing an eye. Leading his people. But it's it's just like I don't Do you think there'll be Do you think there'll be more of a push to trades now? Although I mean trades aren't a lot of trades aren't working either, but do you think What do you mean by trades? Construction, carpentry, oh, auto oh, trade, like, yeah, trade, trade skills, yeah, well, in the schools, yeah. and um, that's a that's a good question. I actually wonder, like, I, I I wonder what what everything's going to look like because it's so strange right now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> John Oliver was playing some old footage of uh, he, he did a he did an episode on the uh, the post office this week, and he was showing footage of people going to the post office for loans, which I guess you sh- used to be able to do. And um, he's like he's like the strangest part about this isn't isn't the people you know all dressed in in suits and wearing top hats, you know, and that the footage is is black and white. He's like the strangest part about all of this is that people are at the box or people are at the post office and they're they're right next to each other. They're not social distancing. He's like that's yeah. the strangest part of this footage and uh and it makes me wonder like it makes me wonder how permanent this life that we're living now is going to be how many of these things are going to uh have a lasting effect so you know one of the things that's that's come with a lot of criticism and i i believe um well-deserved criticism is the uh, the governor of new york said hey you know what let's let's do more of this uh teaching you know let's let's change the way that the school system works so that we can accommodate teaching people at home <laughs> a, permanent, a, per, a permanent online option available it from a state budget perspective i'm sure it's easier to balance a budget when you get rid of 20 percent or 50 percent of your staff yep. but the parents are like fuck you like don't you well, tell me that this kid I, has got to be did, home with me all Trace, fucking year did you get did you get the panic letter yet 
I did. Uh, I don't know I what the panic letter okay, is. So, I don't know if I okay. received it. I will say no. Okay, so um, at least for more the Mooresville School District, they want to bump the the school taxes up fifty percent <laughs> because <laughs> the go, the state has cut the state has cut so much funding from them. Respectively, you want to double guess, taxes guess, in a fucking area that like the taxes are already far too high well, for it, where they it, live. Just just to be accurate, I'm not trying to correct you. Bringing the taxes up fifty percent is is not doubling not, them. Not doubling. Oh, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. Yeah, a hundred percent increase would suck. Would be doubling taxes. Yeah, but yeah, it's at a time when everybody's economically depressed, and oh yeah, let's just hike them. Yeah. Um. No, I didn't receive that, but um, I don't know. I don't know how Canastota is doing. I know Canastota yeah. has made because like, I live in itty bitty Canastota. It's like a population of. I think it's the same population of plays that we get every week. So it's eight. I think it's eight people live here. Yeah. I think that's an accurate statistic. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Canistote, I think is, I don't know, maybe 6,000 people. I don't know how many people live here. Very small village though. Um, it's like, it's like the size of a housing development in, in any developing city. <laughs> it's like that many people. Um, but, uh, you know, like, uh, They've done some interesting things. Um, one of the things they did is they switched all of the uh, the light fixtures over to use those new LED ones, like the street lights, yeah, which are brighter. They cost less to operate, and I guess they actually cost less than the fluorescent bulbs that used to be up there. So I see stuff like that, and I'm like, oh, hey, you know what? They're making these wise choices. But then I think about it. I'm like, you know what? They're probably not going to ask for less money next year. Like <laughs> no matter what costs no. cutting efforts. And it reminds me, I was out, I used to work in a risk in New York and the, um, the DPW out there put in this gigantic solar field. Like, and then they put in another one that just these huge solar fields. And, uh, you know, I, I saw somebody comment from that area and they're like, how come our taxes haven't gone down? I'm like, yeah, I, what what's the solar field for? Like, is it just <laughs> is it so you can just like give everybody that works for the DPW a raise? Like, how does it work when when a when a when a government body decides that they want to make themselves um, more efficient? Because I've never heard of the taxes like substantially going down over time. That never no. happens. Yeah, that would never ever happen. Once they have that money, that money. That's the minimum that they're going to require. Trace, uh, as of 2018, Canada's population was 45-42. Dude, I was close. You were? I was close. I said 5,000. Actually, I said eight first, and then I just rounded it up to 5,000 because they're about the same number. Well, are, are, are you talking about the, the, the village of Canastota or the town of Lenox? The, I'm know, talking about the village of Canastota. I know. I, I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, tr- I'm trying to. Yeah, that's a weird thing, too. I don't know how common that is, but um, yeah, so a town's bigger than a village. <laughs> and the, a lot of people that live within the town, like, still have a Canastota mailing address because they just don't know where to mail stuff to. Right. So they just put Canastota on it anyway. But the village, the, the actual village ordinance is, is smaller than the town. And uh, of course, that means that you have to pay for the town to maintain things. And then you have to pay again for the village to maintain things. And I don't know how common that is. I'm not sure. But you want to hear a little weird statistic? God, I, I don't want to get on this, but so Canastotas, it looks like this population curve, according to worldpopulationreview.com, which is all based on census data. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It, the population peaked, I believe, in I'd well, say 1910. Is, um, no, actually, 1970. There were 5,000, oh. 5.03K. Oh. Um, and then it did, started to dip in 2000. It was 44.42,000, 4.42K. But then you had a resurgence, and it looks like from 2000 to 2010, you grew by roughly. You know, they grew by roughly 300 people, and now it's, it's on the decline they, again. Well, no, it, it, that was that was one why. family on Barlow Street. They just kept, <laughs> yeah, they, they just kept, kept making children. Yeah, like like mice do. I actually, I, I they're can, distant I, relatives of Mickey Mouse. Actually, I can almost definitely tell you what what led up to that, which is that a whole bunch of farms got bought up and parceled out into hoity-toity McMansion developments down um, down down on five. Down like so, Nelson Road and stuff. Yeah. So, because what, what, what it was is that like uh, that's not, but that's not in the village ordinance though. I, mean, I guess depends on which direction you go. Yeah, but it, it, yeah, I mean, like it's 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 going out towards Chitten, uh, Chittenango. But I would I would guess it had something to do, and this is just a guess. It had something to do with Madison County's program, um, because I was buying a home back then, oh, and, yeah, and they were doing the too. program where they would they would. Uh, Give you like ten thousand dollars towards the purchase of a yep. new home, but you had to stay there for a while. Yep. That the, the 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 figure might be off, and I'm not sure if they still do it. But it's like, hey, if you stay here for ten years, we'll give you ten thousand dollars towards the purchase of this home. And in most for for most cases, it would just like wipe off like all the closing costs. Um, but even to me, ten thousand dollars off a mortgage is nice too. It makes a more attractive place to live. So I would guess that it had something to do with that, but you never know. It could just be. A bunch of people were born that year, all on Barlow Street. All on Barlow Street. I can mm. only speculate, Wade. I know. In, Water, in Waterbury. You'd think you'd think too that like that population increase would make the graduating class a little bit bigger, but you don't really know how old they were. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like in ten years, it's it started to rise. It climbed every. I mean, well, I, I it climbed every year. It looks like on this graph, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, that's that's interesting. Wouldn't it be funny if it was all the people we graduated with? Just moving back. Yeah. Just having children. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, like, because like my son, my son was born in 2010. And then I had two more children after that. So it'd be I, funny if it was just us. It was just like me, you, all of the, all of that, like class of like late nineties, early aughts, just fucking. Yeah. We're like, yeah, I think we're going to. We're gonna stop the birth control, hun. <laughs> like I, uh, actually, I have class. a I have a little bit of a problem with these demographics, though, with with some of these numbers. So they go Canada to New York demographics. Mm-hmm. I I roll down to Asian. Mm-hmm. There's a zero point zero zero percent there. That's horseshit. Yeah. Well, that just means that they didn't mail the census back. I know. But why do you have a problem with that? I wish they had mailed the census back because I want that I want it to be represented that Canastota has at least one Chinese family <laughs> in do. it. There is one. I'm not well. Zang and so his family is beautiful. They're closed. Family. They're closed yeah, right now. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, going to ask. Like, are you sure that there? Are you sure? Are you sure that we still have one? Have they? Have God, they I hope so. It's closed, which is sad. Yeah, it's, which is really sad because the fucking Chinese food is wonderful. It's Very pretty good. good. Yeah, it's pretty good there. There's some things that are like a lot, a lot better there than most you know, other you know, places. You know, Providence, massive, way bigger than fucking Canastota. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible Chinese food for the most part. I mean, god oh. awful. Not oh, even really? one good, one decent Chinese restaurant. 
Now, this is what kills me. This is this is once again. We're just going to talk about whatever right now. Why not? Yeah, that was kind of the plan this week, anyway. People <laughs> suggested, like, oh, you got to try this one Chinese place, and, and I'm not going to, you know, disparage it on here because they're trying their best. It was the most fucking white bread for white people, flavorless garbage I've ever tasted, and it's so. It's can you tell me Chinese food? Can you tell me what for white people Chinese food is? For white people, Chinese food is for people that don't like a lot of spice, which mm-hmm. I'm, I've got a baby mouth. I don't like super spicy things. Mm-hmm. Well, let me take that back. I don't like super caliente, like hot things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of spices are great. I love like Indian food and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. But just everything was very bland, toned down, um, and just blah. Just blah. I don't, you know, nothing really popped. Yeah. Nothing was really, oh, wow, this is really good. Like, this is really seasoned well. Like, they fucking lost the salt, and they lost the fucking the uh, what's MSG as well. Yeah, you know, I, I I didn't I didn't maybe maybe I just my definition has been has been tampered by by my local Chinese food um, restaurant, which is not open right now, which is very sad. They also had many health code violations, um, and they usually do, which is sad too. But um, it happens, right? Yeah. These things happen, and it was all restaurants. It wasn't just them. Uh, all the restaurants had had like like really terrible health code violations. Once you're like, I don't know if I'll ever eat there again. Hmm. But you know what? That beef fried rice sounds amazing this week. I'm thinking I'm going to get it. Um. But so we, I got um I got fried rice from a neighboring um a neighboring uh, city from a night in New York, and uh, their fried rice was just yellow rice. So like I got shrimp fried rice and it was just the yellow rice with shrimp. There was nothing else in it. Is that normal? That's n- no. that's not normal. There should be onions chopped up. There should be carrots chopped up in it. Um, I mean, like the whole point of there's fried usually rice. some like really terrible, terribly dehydrated peas in there. That yep, I get yep, in the absolutely. And there's some <laughs> there's some seasoning in it as well. It doesn't just taste like like rice, right? Like it's what, and, no, no. The whole and thing what's with- up with the yellow? Is that a cliche? Because I, because not all places I go to have. Like the rice doesn't always come out as a yellow well, color. There's egg and fried rice as well, which I think yeah. maybe yep. that Some might be the yolk. Some places do egg. There was no egg at this place. Yeah. It's and as far as the yellow rice, I mean, radioactive yellow rice with shrimp. Was it even fried? It might not have been fried. It might have just it steamed. I don't know. It was. This is your steamed shrimp rice. <laughs> shrimp steamed rice. What was crazy though, and this really messed with my head, is without any of those vegetables, it still tasted really good. So okay, like so they there, must there have, was some seasoning. They so. threw the MSG in there or something. So I'm like, holy shit, this is good. I'm like, Sneaky why bastards. am I eating? Like I want, I want like like broccoli in my fried rice, but there was no, there was none of that. There was no carrots. There was nothing. It was just like radioactive yellow rice. And I'm like, but this still tastes great. Maybe they put ramen noodle packet in there. I don't know what they did, but it came out great. Yeah. Just bouillon MSG. Do you know anyone that cooks with MSG? No, I it's, I don't, is it something you find at a grocery store? Do you have to like special order that stuff? Yeah, I think it's with the seasonings. I think, I think you can Is get it? this as a seasoning. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's just like it's just labeled as MSG. Um, I worked with a woman and she would put it on her food. She would just she'd have salt, pepper, and MSG. Huh. Yeah, she'd sprinkle it on. But you know, it's in everything else. It's in yeah. Cheetos. It's in Doritos. It's in ramen noodles. 
Well, because you know, it, it, it's a it's a way of actually faking something being legitimately savory, anyways. Yeah, and then it's like, like the G part, the glutamate part. That's in. There's glutamates in food. Yeah, it's it's what it's what makes tomatoes delicious. Like, taste actually, good. Yeah, they uh, taste uh, amazing. Soy. Yep it's a it's a neurotransmitter precursor. So it's you, like it's like no MSG. But give me that soy sauce, bitch. Do you think a lot of people? Do you think like tomato sandwiches mm. are regional? Um, you have to have That's an excellent so, question, so, Wade. So here's the thing. It depends on what kind of tomatoes that region can grow, because Florida tomatoes that sounds gross. Super watery ones, ugh. but you know, like a, like a good solid, like a good yet. I mean, like, yeah, this is getting away Connor. I wish I could agree with you, but I've seen people make tomato sandwiches with disgusting tomatoes. Well, they no, still do I, it. It doesn't. It doesn't I, stop people. That's what like, the mayo and the salt think, is for, dog. Yeah, I think you're right, Connor. I think that they should be regional, but I don't know if they are. You know, it's like fried green tomatoes. That's like a southern thing, right? Like yeah. that's a southern thing. But you know, I, like we we have our we have our squash and our chicken riggies and uh, our salt potatoes. Salt potatoes are definitely regional. Yes, they definitely are. Yep, salt potatoes. People uh, don't even know what it means. It sounds weird to them. Like we call half moon cookies here half moon cookies, but everywhere else it seems they call them black and white cookies. Oh, black and whites. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. But yeah, salt potatoes are def. People don't even know what it means. Of course, the eight listeners do because they're probably all friends of ours. Mm. So they know exactly what salt potatoes are. True. But, that. Uh, um, have, you, um, have you ever had boiled peanuts? No. No boiled peanuts. Is that a southern thing? It, it yeah, yeah, like South Carolina. Wait, yep, you, I go ahead, keep going. Yeah, you just like they have like 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 kind of like little hot dog stands on the side of the road, except they're like little boiled peanut stands, and you go up and you get boiled peanuts, and um, you can get them plain, but I guess there's different flavors. Like you can get them like Cajun seasoned and stuff like that. All right, people so love them. This it's funny you mentioned boiled peanuts because I have a, a buddy of mine that played uh, college ball with. Um, who's from New York, but I assume he has family from down south, or maybe his folks are originally from down south. But he said nothing like there was nothing better than putting some boiled peanuts in like a really cold uh Coca-Cola. And he was like, It sounds yeah, weird and gross, but it's like a southern a southern thing. Yes. That's interesting. Yep. You know, I Gunnar, I'm just, you go you go ahead and make your point because I'm talking over you and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. There's like some weird shop going on. No. It, uh, yes. The, the pe- <laughs> a, a, pe- a, a, a peanut and Coke. Yeah. No. It's. it's really? Uh, you you've heard of that, Gunner? Yeah. Yes. Oh. See, I always I always felt like like the float as a as a dessert was a weird combination. Oh no! I, oh man! No, you're I bringing me. You're bringing me good memories. My friend. When I say weird, I don't mean like I think the flavor profile is good. I think root beer and vanilla ice cream go great together. Those two specifically. The other ones I can do, but the root beer and the vanilla, they really complement each other. But what I find int- weird about it is it's like um, it kind of looks like something that's floating in the sewer. Like it's not a good mix of ingredients from a – like it doesn't look good, right? And even the way that it tastes, you kind of have to have solid ice cream left. When the whole thing is turned into like a warm liquid – it still tastes good, but it's real. It's it's not as good. It's mm. got to be really cold. I feel. 
Do you agree? The, 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 the float. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because warm, you know what I mean? It's, be cold. It, but it, more than that, like you still have to have like, like a chunk of ice cream left in there. You're yes. supposed to eat it with a spoon and a, and a straw. Like you, it's hard to describe, but a flow is something I think is going to be gone. Like, I think we're the last generation to enjoy it, but we, we wouldn't go and order it though, specifically, right? Yeah, no. Our parents I, would order it. Yeah, interesting. Good we point. would like it and we'd be like, oh, okay, you know, we'd be making floats with a bunch of boomers and then we'll, we'll, we'll eat the floats. But then like our kids, they're never going to want to float. I don't think. No, yeah, no, because it's just, you're, I think it's less and less establishments. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. Like I wonder have, why, though. Do you want to know what I think it is? Do you want to know what I think it is? I have a theory. Mm-hmm. There's no diners? No, there's a shit ton of diners. Like a fuck ton of diners. I actually don't think that's it. I think that ice cream has evolved so much from just chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. There are all these complex and different flavors, and they probably, A, don't really have a great, like, uh, flavor profile combined with a soda specifically root beer or cream mm-hmm. soda mm-hmm. but also it's kind of like you know you're gonna get it, it, the ice cream has kind of taken it on its own thing like it's either in a flurry or in a sundae or a cone maybe but it's just like you've got all these different you know, flavors that just don't go with it I, anymore i think you're onto something but i think you're off by a hair as to why and this is going to be a bit strange but i think it's because we can make on-demand ice cream and our parents couldn't and this is, it's going it sound strange to say that I'm sure Gunnar knows exactly what I'm talking about, but the ice cream that we consume now, um, a lot of it is, is poured into a machine and then it's like, you know, it's like soft serve, right? You can just eat the soft serve ice cream, but our, our parents, it was mostly had to be scooped, right? So when you were stuck with just scoopable ice cream, yeah, you wouldn't have that many flavors. So you'd have like, you'd have like, um, you know, your, your, your metropolitan or whatever the hell is called a Neapolitan Neapolitan. metropolitan is a different flavor. And so like, I mean, with my parents, a banana split was just a normal thing to order, but now like they have it, they have it on the menu, but first of all, it's more calories than your entire meal, right? It's just so much food. It's hard to comp- it's hard to finish an entire banana split. It's a huge fucking Sunday when you you know you get the different scoops of the ice cream and then you get the banana and then you get the toppings and everything on top. It's a fucking gigantic. It's like a gigantic Sunday, um, but they just aren't as popular anymore. And maybe you're right. Maybe it is the variety. Um, but I also wonder if it's because like soft serve ice cream has made it so that you can go get a soft you know soft ice cream, like almost anywhere now. Yeah, so, soft ice cream with like a ton of toppings and a ton of variety, and it's kind of yeah. like I'm actually yeah, I don't know. I'd rather go with a sundae than a float, pretty much every I'm, day of the week. I'm actually yeah. surprised that they haven't done an equivalent machine like those stupid soda dispensers that they have. Yeah, at, at the fast food places now, where it's just like yeah. push button mm-hmm. and my ice cream is mixed on the fly. Yeah, no, it seems like they'd be able to pull that off. My son actually goes with shakes. And I'm pretty sure it's a convenience factor, not because really? he likes them better than the cone, but yeah. he doesn't have to worry about it dripping. Like, so if he's like talking to his friends or do or something like that, he just gets to hold on to it, and it's good from the top to the bottom. He doesn't have to worry about it, even if it warms up a little bit. It's not a big deal. But with a cone, on the other hand, you're kind of forced to eat it at the rate that it melts. 
True. I'm definitely a Sunday guy. Give me a cup or a waffle cone. It's fine too. But I like a good. I like a good Sunday. I'm a twist guy. A twist and, yeah. and, una, yeah, and, 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 and unadulterated. I don't want any sprinkles. I think sprinkles are the worst tasting thing ever invented, by the way. I think, very waxy. Like, I think it tastes like fucking wax. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think people get them really because they want just pizzazz and color. And, and I'm with them. I think it's a good idea if it tasted good. But I don't think that it tastes how about the How about the hard dips? Um, you know, the, my problem with the hard dips is that they actually create logistical issues. They do. You know, you just put to melt inside, warm. you crack, and then and then all of a sudden, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like if you want a hard piece of plat, a hard piece of plastic. If you want a hard piece of of candy in your ice cream, get an ice cream that comes with you know something stirred into it. You know, like a like a candy bar is just part of that ice cream. Um, but you know, I guess for the soft serves, you don't really have that luxury. So, um, I I can I can respect the dip. But I, I want it. I just want the cone and the ice cream. And I prefer the twist. I'm a chocolate guy and I'm a dark chocolate guy. But there's something about that chocolate vanilla twist. Hey, no. It's almost forbidden. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Gunner, what about you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I'll be honest. If you, you know, fucking say you don't talking. like ice cream, then I, I'll fucking no, drive I mean, out there right know, now. Then podcast I'll is over. smack you. Just hope the whole thing's I mean, over. I, I, uh, the last I do, episode. I do, I, yes, you know I do. I do the carton. You know I'll get. I'll get the home carton. I'm. I'm not a big fan of eating ice cream when I'm out anymore. But I like. I had. Like, I like, had. I had a. I had a bad Zem's experience, and that's all I'll say. What? <laughs> I've never in my life had a bad Zem's experience. I'm sorry. I'm laughing, Gunner. Please fucking tell me. Yeah, I have to know. Yeah. Now, and for the people listening, Zem's. I bought a house across the street from this ice cream place. So Best we have a very ever intimate, made. We have a very intimate relationship with with the Zem's ice cream um, place, and the owner has been my neighbor for like oh. like fifteen years. So like <laughs> we're always waving to each other and chit chatting and stuff. So oh, yeah. no, what was I, your I, terrible I, Zem's experience? Well, so the, you know, and this is gonna sound this is gonna sound stupid. Uh, I, 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 would, I started I would, laughing before you yeah. started telling the story. So I, 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 I get a flurry. Uh-huh. Okay. And on multiple occasions, uh, when they did go put the candy stuff in the flurry, they throw mm-hmm. like they drop a whole bunch of it on the counter, and people would come by without gloves, scoop it oh. up, and then throw it back in the tub after they oh, okay. done gotcha. fixing it. Okay. And I'm like, that's... Okay, this is uh, this is this is not a good thing that has just happened. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll can I'll I give you a little advice, Gunner? Yeah, I know, I know. All, all, all restaurant food is awful. Don't yeah, don't the, don't watch how the sausage is made. Just pay the money yeah. and you take the sausage when they're done with it. Wasn't there a movie called Waiting where they would like spit on yes, the hamburgers? I think there was actually a scene where they literally wiped their ass with a hamburger. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, Gutter, I'm sorry that you had such a terrible experience um, where they just swept everything off of the counter. It, did you find a penny in there? Like, what did you? <laughs> what? No, no, no. But, but, but you was know, there like, a rubber watch... glove? Well, no, but there's flies walking on the counter. So it's just like, it, again, it's like, listen, I live in a farm. I don't front on like the, the thing, but it's just like, at some point, it's like, you know what? There are certain things in my life I have control over. 
this is a conscious decision that I can make. And, you know, ice cream, ice cream is not exactly a healthy indulgence on a regular basis. Anyways, if I'm going to do this, you know, let's, uh, what's weird to me let, is, let me, let me operate under the veneer, the delusion that I have some control in my life. What's weird to me is the obsession over the toppings, not so much the obsession over them because they're a great idea, but like this, this idea that there's an unlimited supply of like broken up Heath bars. Right? Yes. Isn't this weird? First of all, I've never wat- witnessed somebody Do like you, actually purchase a Heath bar. Um, like, uh, I, so I, I, I would so imagine. Involved. I would imagine that uh, it's probably it's so long as is is Heath Hershey's or is it Mars or is it whoever owns it? Yeah, yeah, whoever two, yeah. whoever owns Heath. They probably do. Uh, it's probably is a relatively unlimited supply of crushed up Heath bars. They probably those are probably oh, the they're the rechecks, huh? Yeah, yeah, oh, the stuff yeah. Broken and whatnot. They probably oh, sell those man. in bulk. That's what happens when somebody on the podcast works at a factory. They know exactly. So, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so are you allowed to tell us where the reject scallops go to? Wait. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a lot of the soups that are a lot of the soups that you. Uh, consume like the seafood chowders and things like that that's oh. uh the pieces and the halves and things like that yeah the chunks those go to typically soup manufacturers could they ever um, lie like if i get clam chowder is there going to be scallops in it instead sometimes not in america not likely but in america you could get away with that because both are mollusks mm-hmm. um however in canada well no both are mollusks so actually you would be able to do that in canada i guess and not worry too much because usually because they do that with fish, a, right? Doesn't the fish industry do that? They relabel and resell. Yeah, they definitely do some like the seafood industry is probably one of the shadiest industries, food industries in the world. Like they just um, come up with a new fancy name for a fish and sell you. You want to hear some gross? <laughs> you want to hear some gross shit? Yes. Don't ever buy a a scallop gem. What? If, if you ever come across one, it sounds fantastic though. It's it's essentially. Um, all the pieces and chunks. Oh, uh, ran through like a casing and um, frozen, almost like a sausage, and then chopped up mm-hmm. to like almost like a formed scallop with just gross. So it's like a scallop chicken nugget. Kind of, yes. Actually, that's a really really good uh, comparison. I had actually heard horror stories, not really horror stories, but I'd heard stories of before. Um, my company purchased the, the company that I like purchased location that, mm-hmm. that, that they work at that they kind of uh headquarter out of that. Like they would, they would take food grade glue and they would glue halves together and sell them as whole scallops. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, they would do that. They do that with steaks too. They were doing oh, that with steaks for the longest time. So gross. What, what, what's the steak, the gluing steaks you're talking about Gunner? Yeah. No, there's a, there's a, pro, there's a protein that basically welds, uh, there's what? an enzyme that basically welds meat protein together, and they would what? build steaks out of lesser cuts. Really? Yeah. yeah. Are they good? Like, what? Mm. I mean, until well, you start cooking them, and, and, you, and then you, <laughs> one half yeah. is cooking faster than the other because well, it's completely. And then when you cut it apart, there's some gooey <laughs> kind of weird stuff that yes, it's edible, but not very appealing. Dude, why don't they make like why don't they make like quilt steaks where you have like chicken fused? <laughs> to be 
<laughs> and when you cook uh, it, it's just all the different colors start coming out. You're like, this this, this is a really a, nice tile pattern. Yeah, it's 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 a, it's a turducken in the very literalist <laughs> of senses. Can I get Can some get subway tiles, please? <laughs> so yeah, I'm sure the Heath bars are probably just kind of the rejects. That makes sense. You know, I would I but they, they, don't they got to freeze them or something? I mean, it seems like those candy bars wouldn't break up easily. Like they must be a process of freezing and breaking, right? Well, actually, uh, what you most likely do is there. There's it's what call, it's what's called a hammer mill. Mm-hmm. So, a hammer mill is literally just like a round, like kind of like a, a spherical. I don't know. I, I, so you have two or three um, hammer heads that just spin. And they have like, like I, almost teeth are like turf spikes on them, and they just you, you, what you're doing is that you're it's like a washing machine, but it's pulverizing something against the side of the drum. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's cold, yeah, it won't melt the chocolate. And it'll it's got to be cold, right? Break it. You yeah. don't have a choice because if not, then you're just going to have smushed chocolate, right? But yeah, it's it's not like you can throw it's not like a rock tumbler where you can just throw well, it in there and, and you also have to. You also have to remember, like, this isn't just chocolate. I'm sure there are stabilizers on there to prevent it from, you know, for, to, so, so that you can keep it shelf stable and at room temperature. You know imagine, I mean? yeah, you but, imagine but, if but, we decided but, to glue them back together. Yes. <laughs> With food, well, no, but, food but, glue. But, but We're going to sell these at Trader food. Joe's. They're, <laughs> well, they're, artisan, they're artisan candy bars. <laughs> these are artisanal offerings. This is a Mr. Good bar that looks like it's been jizzed on. It was it was it was it was made by hand. But what's up with Heath? Heath is always an option with a flurry and with your like the toppings on the Sunday. But man, like I don't see people walking out with a bunch of Heath bars. Yeah, I mean, I don't fuck I don't fuck with Heath Heath bars. But dude, I love a Symphony bar, and that's kind of like a Heath bar. Just yeah. talking that bitch. I, 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 yeah, and Heath, I like. Heath, I'm not trying to take credit away from the Heath bar. I mean, I like it too, but. Um, I don't grab it as a standalone bar. You know what it is? I bet you it's because it's because it's got that crunchy, <laughs> the crunchy caramel in there, or, or whatever it ends up being—the candy caramel or toffee. Toffee, yes. There you go. I bet you that's really what it is. It adds the crunch texture. So they're like, you know what? People don't want to just chew on that, but they definitely want that extra crunch on their Sunday. I bet you that's why it's so popular with the Sunday. It's almost like it was a better invention, as as a, a reject candy bar than it was as an actual candy bar. Well, and, and the thing is, is that it was really, it really was just a placeholder until the Butterfinger filling was perfected and brought into the market, which is peanut butter toffee. Yeah. yeah. I don't know though. Like I could live I'm without Butterfingers in my life and see, I, good, I'm not a, they're okay. Yeah. They're good, but they're not, they're, but dude, kill you. you know what I love? And whenever I see it, because you don't see it a lot that often, but it used to be one of my favorite candy bars growing up as a kid. Fifth Avenue, man. Fifth Avenue gets no love, but well, it gets love from me. You know, I remember liking the Fifth Avenue, but I can't remember what it was. What, what's in it? So it's like a Butterfinger, except it's significantly more flakier, and it's not. There's not really. Ah, uh, yes. There's not really a buttery taste to it. It's, it's like straight mm-hmm. peanut butter and chocolate. Yeah. Yep, no. Yep. The Fifth the Fifth Avenue the Fifth Avenue is superior to the Butterfinger. Absolutely. Yeah, Although but Clark, the Butterfinger had bar. had the Butterfinger had Bart Simpson's sponsorship back in the day. Yeah, the so Simpsons it got a definitely. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Nobody ever lay a finger on my Butterfinger. It yeah. got way more love. I don't ever remember a Fifth Avenue commercial. I'm sure they were out there, but their name kind of sucks. And the packaging sucks too. It's like black with fucking yellow or something like that. Yeah. It's, what idiot so actually, is like? 
Let's so, name this after a fucking street. Why? So, well, New York City, right? As we've degenerated into this topic, <laughs> Clark Bar or Butterfinger, which is the superior? What is which is the superior implementation of that idea? Oh Ooh. God, I don't even know. What's Clark Bar? Oh, Clark Bar is a great. I I definitely go with Clark Bar on that. Clark Bar to Butter to Butterfinger. I my vote is Clark Bar. Clark Bars are are red packaging with I think it's black script on it. It's, it well, it depends because it there's a white and blue in it. Oh, they're not even the same type of bar. A Clark, Clark yeah. Bar is almost closer to a like a Reese's because it's got like the chewy crunch, right? That's a different. I wouldn't even put uh, it in the same well, category. No, it's not chewy. No, it's not chewy. It's um. It's, it's it, it, well, it, yeah, because it's actually kind of a taffy process. The Butterfinger is actually a cheaper to make implementation of the Clark Bar filling, which again we've gotten to the thing of talking about. Don't get me wrong. Like, the the Clark Bar when you bite into it, and you start to chew it. It's not. It does get. I guess it does get chewy, but it kind of like sticks to your teeth a little bit. Like it, it does kind of melt and kind of. Yeah, the Butterfinger is like the shredded wheat of candy bars. It just yes. doesn't hold together. But it's so popular. It has to be popular. I mean, look at all the branding and, and how well it did in the 90s. Yeah, and they're still, like, when my kids, I don't know who's buying them, like, just buys a bag of them. But when my kids go out and do the uh, trick-or-treating, it's crazy to see. I feel, I think people just buy candy that they like, and they just shove it on the kids. Yes. Because there's candy that you only get during that season. Um. What are some of the, the the ones wrapped in wax paper that people still buy? Oh yeah, like the the weird like like it's like caramel and cream. Yeah, those are weird. Yeah, there's I, like honestly, don't be giving out good and plenties. Nobody likes licorice. Good and plenties well, you know are what? weird. Yeah, you got you got. But gotta, Mike you, and Ike's gotta, are okay though. We got to keep them in circulation because people got to get used to got to keep got to got to get used to depression flavor, flavor candy again. I guess that's true. Well, are, Mike and Ike's are that, is that technically licorice? Because Mike and Ike's are good. Mike and Ike's, I think it's the same company as Good and Plenty. They're even a similar shape, I believe. But yeah, they're completely they're they're a completely different type of candy. Um, I don't know if it would be considered licorice, but you know what though? And, and actually, this is a this is an excellent topic for you, Wade. <laughs> and I think you know where I'm going with this, because um, candy has changed a lot over the years, and it kind of plays into the whole concept of of why we don't eat float, why we don't order root beer floats anymore. Um, you used to have you used to have a candy machine in your basement. Uh, did I? The ribbon candy. Oh, well, it wasn't really a machine. That's the fucked up thing. What was that was it? all by hand. <laughs> wasn't there a conveyor belt or something? No, dude. My fucking grandfather stretched uh -huh. that out. My grandmother was on the end of the line. Uh -huh. She put three fingers down and like snake it through her fingers. and bent. How did they make it? Because that was in your basement though, right? It was, it was in my basement. You're absolutely correct about that. Because I remember so, being in your basement eating warm candy, but it wasn't... They it was like mint or anise flavored or something, wasn't it? Yep. And they had mint, they had spearmint, they had mint, they had anise. Um, yeah. So it's like the, yeah. you you look at like good and plenties, right? And we think that it sucks because it's flavored. You know, it's like this 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 anise flavor, or whatever. We think it sucks, but in reality, that was a very popular flavor 
for a long time it's because true. because when you were when you were making candy by hand you'd get a couple of like uh i assume it was like an like like the oil or something like that like a really pungent oil yes that they a could concentrate use. yes yeah that concentrate would just work its way through the candy and the whole candy would taste more than just sugar it would have this 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 aroma to it as well so it's interesting like how specifically our generation hates the good and plenty because I was perfectly fine eating that flavor in your basement. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and, and there's a different like flavor profile in a way. It. I'll tell you exactly how it's made kind of quick and quick and dirty. You have a giant uh, brass kettle and you put in a bunch of sugar and you put a bunch of uh, cornstarch in, or excuse me, corn syrup in, not cornstarch, corn syrup. And you, it's on a giant burner, burns everything down, liquefies everything. You have to have a large uh, marble slab. You pour the uh, once it's all melted and homogenized, you pour it out onto the slab. It starts to cool a little bit. That's when you put in the color. your color and your flavors with the color as well. Okay. You take that to a taffy hook. You start working it on the taffy hook so that the color gets all through um, the piece that you're working on. Usually, have with ribbon candy. There's there's a couple of different colors. Sometimes there's three colors in it. Um, so you'll have like a white, and you'll have like maybe a green or a red or maybe even orange or blue sometimes, but you work all those pieces. Then you kind of stack those pieces together in front of a hood with flames kind of coming out of it. And then you kind of pull it like taffy. Almost you pull out like a strip, like a strip, you cut it with some shears, set it down the line and Fra would, you know, work it through her fingers, make it like, like a nice, pretty little ribbon and bang. And that's, and they would just do that fucking all night, dude. Like, it not not a mechanical thing down there. It was all by hand, which no is insane. Shit. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, there's a part of me that's kind of like you know. I wish I had kind of maybe gotten into it and paid a little closer attention. Like, because they used to make really good peanut brittle too. Peanut brittle is the same shit. You get except you use you know. I think there's some. It's caramelized, a different type of sugar and mm-hmm. peanuts poured on a slab, and you don't do anything to it. You just let that yep. stuff get really cold and burn oh. really cool off brittle, and you just break that shit up. But it was. Uh, that being said, like it was, it's not not financially viable. <laughs> All the well, work you put into it. Well, it's a lot of work, but it's also. I mean, your grandparents were part of a generation that that still made a lot of their own foods and canned a lot of their own foods. And when you go through that process, right? When you go through that process of food preservation, right? Let's make it through the winter. Let's let's can all of the stuff that we that we grew and harvested. Let's make it through the winter. Yeah. You have a, or at least when you're raised with that mindset, whether or not you you actually need it to survive, it's it's more part of your 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 being and part of your culture. So, the art of making candy, right, and <laughs> buying get this this marble slab and making candy, it's 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 much more. I, I think it's more sensible. Whereas with us, it's like. If we're gonna make the candy, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try to sell it, right? Th- yeah. That amount of work, would we want to do that? Like, <laughs> would we really want to do that just just to enjoy it for ourselves? Well, I and, think like it was a little different when they owned like their their restaurant or whatever, or the mm-hmm. lunch. And it, you know, they could kind of put it in a case and sell it there, but to, dragging it to the grocery store to sell in a case, it was just I don't know. It was. It, I, I don't know. It's not really worth it. <laughs> so, so it was sold at a grocery store. Yeah, Fitzsimmons Foodland is where my grandfather would post up on the uh, uh, during the holiday season. I'd go with him, 
And uh, all I remember is the fucking terrible people in that fucking community, like, bitching about how expensive it was. Like, you cocksucker. These guys are down here fucking, like, eight, ten hours a night till the wee hours of the morning making the shit by hand. <laughs> They're burning their hands on fucking Yeah, like, fucking, and you're going to bitch about how expensive it is. Like, go eat a dick. You're the same fucking people that fucking... You know, when McDonald's opened up in Canastota, you just went there because they had the fucking senior coffees and all the great deals and shit. Mm-hmm. Eat no, shit. Pe- pe- well, e- the, the, the problem is that luxury has become very commonplace. And it's it's really distorted people's value of time. Oh, absolutely. You know, like, you know it, 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 it's... Like I have, you know, as 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 a person who's kind of moving more into the the, the farming side of the business here, like we're trying to figure out what we're going to do up here long term. But um, no, because it's pe- pe- people, you know, like you can say that the a fun a function a functioning capitalist system basically kind of hides people from the cost of what actually is involved in the things that they get. You know, like Amazon, freaking. What's the big thing? Like they want people to shop local during this thing, but they want to do curbside pickup because Amazon is ta- is taking over too much stuff. And at the same time, Amazon's complaining that the retail operation was never actually designed to handle the volume that they have right now, and they're losing money during the pandemic. Yeah, they're also because... fucking failing miserably. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say... trying to ship shit. Yes. Well, and, and shipping stuff. I, like the, the the time frames are kind of outrageous. Yeah. Well, you know, and. Again, it's like there's and then there's some delusion that the UPS and FedEx are going to pick up the slack when the feds let the postal service fail. <laughs> but it's it's like I mean, you know, and Trace, you cut you don't do it like from a, a consumer good so much, but like you know, like your software company, you 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 work in a very specific niche, right? Yeah, and. It's, it's almost you almost have to because you you have to find something that you know like if you're gonna make like a food or something like that you have to find something that it's not worth the time of one of the big guys to get to it. Yeah, but you're just on the ratio of like you're you you know it's like it's I, like I had one a, or two. I, I had a salesman from one of the printer manufacturers reach out right, and he's like. He's like, hey, um, one of a somebody looking to buy our printers. And it's a pretty big printer manufacturer. Like someone looking to buy our printers, um, they uh, they mentioned your software. It's like, I wonder if you if you want to talk. Maybe we can work on a referral program. And I'm like, well, I'm fine talking. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get you any more sales, but I'm fine talking. And I got on the phone with this guy, and he's like, well, you know, my my initial. My initial, I'm in, I'm in sales for this printer company. So my initial goal is to get some printer sales. So, um, you know, I don't know if you, if you have any projects you're going to be working on, if there's going to be, if people need, you know, a few dozen or a few hundred printers and, uh, and, and I'm like, no, we, we usually, we usually come along after they've already selected the printers and then we just come in the software side. And he's like, he's like, well, I, I have a question for you. He's like, it's like, you have some pretty big named companies using your software and what what i just don't understand is you know one of them being 
one of their biggest clients, which is which is Ticketmaster, um, multiple Ticketmasters actually. We sell to Ticketmaster um, twice over, which I don't know how long that's going to last, given the fact that concerts are canceled yeah. everywhere. But anyway, he says, he says, I have a question for you. If 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 Ticketmaster is coming to you for your software, and it's just you and your brother writing it, he's like, why doesn't Ticketmaster just write your software? But you're right, Gunner. It's if you if you fit into a market where you can produce a product cheaper than they can, why would they produce it? Right? Ticketmaster's in the process of selling tickets. They're not in the process of writing software. Now they have to write software to sell tickets, but yeah. not all software that they write is specific to tickets. So if they can go to somebody, you know, and get that one app, and that app only costs them, you know, a, a, a one one hundredth, one one thousandth of what it would cost annually to keep somebody on and to, to, to keep that, uh, to keep that as part of the service offering. Well, why not buy it? And I'm lucky that I happen to find a market that's like that. But, um, I think what's really tricky is finding that market, right. And finding one that didn't already exist. Yep. Like I'm, I make jokes. It's like, I was, uh, as dumb as it sounds, uh, I was trying to figure out how to uh, how to grow coffee in New York. Yeah, is it tough? Is there is there almost well, no, no coffee being grown? Climate, you got to have a, a really well, specific well, climate. You no? know, well, yes, because you know, like they're doing the, they're doing the the greenhouse farms and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. it's you, you, so you need you need uh, very specific uh, atmospheric and sunlight conditions to get a coffee tree to actually kind of really crank stuff out mm-hmm. and. It's just like, you know, kind because, of, you know, you're, you, what you want to do is, you know, and that's the thing, too, is that you're kind of trying to figure out how to maximize the return on the building because, okay, if I do coffee yeah. trees, can I can I use, like, waste, can I use waste air and waste heat from something else to kind of simulate being up on a mountain right. in this greenhouse? And because I, I, one of the things, too, is that I, I especially if you're, you're looking at it now, and I know it sounds dumb, and I don't know if it even would scale up to that thing because – the can't you know like you know my, my dad's made jokes about the CBD thing before, but like all the big commercial conglomerates are going to get in and take that over, right? And right, it, just know, like even if you even if you make the perfect coffee tree, unless you can pay to protect that, it, you're going to get ripped off. Well, either and that, you're, you're going to go under. Well, that or you come up with a process, you know, like, again, like it's not necessarily that you stick with that particular thing, but you come up with a you come up with a process that someone else can implement. Yeah. And license that out. Yeah. And that's that's what's dangerous about any invention is that, you know, (laughs) you just went through all the R&D. So, you know how much it costs. Yeah. But all it takes is somebody to rip off that design. They don't have the R&D costs. They can sell it cheaper than you because they don't have to recoup those costs. They don't have all those extra um, employees and back bills to pay, and uh, and now you're dead. <laughs> your entire idea was ripped out from underneath you. And unless you have really deep pockets to defend your own your own product, um, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's it's like the uh, the patent process is really more of like it's it's a it's more of a money system at this point. Like how much money can you dump in to defend your patent? Getting it isn't hard. <laughs> You know how can you how can you get on the phone with the right lawyer at Amazon so they stop selling the Chinese knockoff of your product? Yeah, it's tough. 
Someday. Well, oh, that or yeah, Amazon. Do, yeah, because the other thing is, is that you can't trust Amazon because Amazon's using their uh fucking sales engine to do market research on what clones they can pro they can they can uh or what products yeah, they can clone in their slave labor factory. Yeah, that's scary too. You imagine being like, I don't. Do you know who who makes their stuff? Because they have like every line of everything now. They have like their own Amazon version of it. Like we just yep. finally switched to using their batteries. Have you guys done this yet? Mm, no. no, no. So it, it only really starts making sense um, if you have like like a hundred batteries in your house at any given time. And I'm not talking about the ones that come with your devices. I mean, like like in our case, we might have we might have like a, a set of like little cars that we've been collecting over the years, and like like 25 cars each take their own like you know double a or triple a battery or something like that at, at some point you're like well fuck i keep going and buying these these 12 packs or these 24 packs of batteries and it's not enough they're gone the moment that they arrive home so we finally ordered batteries from amazon and they come in like a shoebox it weighs like it weighs like fucking 100 pounds and it is just stacked with batteries, you know, from one side of the box to the other, from the bottom to the top. But like, I, I'm like, well, are they manufacturing these or did they just go to like EverReady or Duracell or Energizer or somebody? And they're like, um, you know, we're just going to white label your batteries. We're just branding it, right? It's yeah. Just branding at that point. Yeah. But it's scary because <laughs> it, at some point in time, you know, Amazon is now, the, you know, a competitive battery manufacturer. But they're not, though, really. I mean, like, unless they – unless they were, well, I guess so, right? Like, maybe they make so much markup off those batteries uh, that they could potentially purchase mm -hmm. a battery factory. But right. this is the same in food. Like They did it with shipping, though, Wade. It's an industry you'd never think that they could take over. They shipped half of their own packages at Christmas time. So I think it's possible. I think it's at least in the realm of possibilities. You have similar things with like with like food. Mm -hmm. I mean the food industry. Like TV? anybody that anybody that says, you know, oh, I can tell that I can taste the difference between uh, you know, all the different soy milks and all the different dog. No, it's the same milk. It's in yeah. one region, same milk. Yeah. All yep. different, all different paper. And it blows people's minds because like, wait, but like this one's more expensive. That's branding. That's you're paying for a brand at that point. Yep. You're yep. not paying for milk. Yep. And it like you know, is 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 messed up as it is. Like they've hit the you know, and they've done this research over and over again. Um, Nvidia had a whole thing where they were you know not not food but just any product. Nvidia went in and they were doing trial stores where they specifically marked up the prices. On the same products, and they sold more of them at the higher yeah. price than they did at the lower price. Yeah, yeah. I actually, <laughs> it's weird because you ever go to a store and you find two items, and one of them's like five times the price of the other, yep. and they're the same item. Um, I found myself doing that in the electronics area. Um, um, I think it was a Walmart or something, and I stop and I look, and I'm like, "Why is this one five times cheaper, or you know, one fifth of the price? I mean, why is this one one fifth of the price?" And the guy's like, "Uh, oh, they're the same thing." I'm like, but. But why the fuck is this other one still on the shelf? He's like, well, you know, the one you're looking at is the newer one, and the newer ones are cheaper, and they're trying to get the newer ones out. And I'm like, but who's buying this other one? I don't understand. Like, well, I just don't get it. But you're right. People, it's a perceived well, quality. 
because the other thing that they'll do is that they specifically like companies will not drop the pricing on the product. They'll discontinue the model and come out with a new one that yeah. is exactly the same as the yeah. old one, yeah, yeah. but it has a different name mm-hmm. so that they can just say that this was, yeah. you know, to your point, exactly. Yes. And it's like Intel is infamous for this, but you know, like uh, you look at the grocery stores, like, well, that and it doesn't like, if you try and do that, like food, if you try and do the price comparison thing, they'll give you the runaround saying, well, they're not the same products. And it's like, you know, look, the packaging is just because a number changed does not mean it is not the same thing. Yeah. (sighs) Well, speaking of numbers changing, we're going to get we nine are, listeners this week. Yes, we yeah. are. I hope that we do. Big, big money. No whammy. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop. <laughs> you have eight again. <laughs> well, with that, I'm pretty sure we've we've run over, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, time to do my job. Let's kill this fucking episode. <laughs> Run over us like a scallop jewel. Yeah. Ugh. Mm. Run, run, scallop through, run through us like a scallop gel. Scallop, run through us like a gem. <laughs> it just turned from a jewel to a gel to a gem. <laughs> gem. Scallop gem. Mm. Sca- <laughs> scallop gel. Scallop juice. Sold it. Sold it a food land near you. Ooh, Fitzsimmons food land. The pear shaped owner. The pear shaped man. With that, right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna bid uh, bid everyone to do for uh, for the week again. Hopefully, everybody has a good rest of the week. Um, stay safe out there. Stay sane out there. And uh, spam drop a this like. episode. Spam, spam it. it. Spam it. Share it with all your friends. We'd appreciate it. Put it and, on uh, random. Like like put it in your signature on forums. Yeah. Just post it. Just put get it places. A, get a tattoo of the logo on your. But- skin. Buy the domain name. Buy friendship snake. Dot whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It could be dot lol. Dot clown penis dot fart. Yeah, it could be, be any true. of those. Buy it as your donation to us and um just link it this one episode. Make yeah. it very difficult for them to play any other episodes, but this one episode. And then spam it. Name name your firstborn after Friendship Snake Podcast. Oh yeah. You know what? Tattoo. If yeah. you if you get Friendship Snake tattooed on your body, we will give we will send you a sticker. If you get it tattooed on your neck, I will personally give you a high five when I see you next. And when I'm legally allowed to see you next. And if you get it tattooed, if you get Friendship Snake tattooed on your penis, <coughs> we'll actually order custom Friendship Snake condoms and we will send you we'll send you one out of the box. The other ones are going to go to Wade. Butthole applies as well. <laughs> Oh, we just asked for dick pics. We did. We'll get okay. Them. Well, with that, I, God, I hope we don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we'll uh, we'll see you later. Gonna just take us on out of here. <laughs> <laughs>